things you think you don't care about being overflowed. Joe Boo and Jay Bird are now on the microphone. We think we don't care about this. Yeah, we do, but we do. We think we don't care about this. Average Joe's Media Podcast, D-Y-T-Y-D-C-A. Average Joe's Media Podcast, D-Y-T-Y-D-C-A. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Average Joe's Media. I am the Average Joe Boo. Got back this morning from vacation and thought I'd, you know, entertain y'all with some lessons from the beach. Entertain, educate, inspire, I don't know, you be the judge. However, before we get started, I want to give a big old shout out to the home buying guys and thank them once again, as always, for their support of this show and uh, and everything they have done to help keep us going with no further ado. Hey guys, Lance here. Adam here. We're the home buying guys and we are so excited to be sponsoring this season of the Average Joe's podcast. Things you think you don't care about. Tell people who the home buying guys are. Yeah, so we do everything real estate in Dallas-Fort Worth. We can uh, make cash offers on homes. We sell houses on MLS for homeowners. We do remodeling. Uh, we do design work. We do everything that you can think of real estate related. Buying, selling, helping, fixing, flipping, buying, holding, cash, wholesale offers. We got you covered. If you have any questions, please keep following along with the Average Joes and the home buying guys. Thank you. Again, big old shout out and thank you to the home buying guys. Uh, if you haven't followed them, go ahead and follow them on all social media platforms at home buying guys. Uh, so, lessons from the beach. Okay, so we're, we're talking the beach is your metaphor for for all things that you might encounter. Okay, like let's call the we can call the water life. We can call the whole beach scene life okay but you know i had had beach thoughts while sitting on the beach and just sitting looking out into the wild blue yonder thinking after i did that i started becoming a little bit introspective i started thinking about what could this whole situation what could it mean how could it be interpreted, or what could it uh, what could it say? What what could it teach you about life? And so, I, I came up with several things. Now, some of them are just circumstantial, funny things that kind of happen, and I'll try to give you the details about that. But it's pretty pretty funny. Others, they're just if you can look at a situation and parallel it to things you go through or things you might go through, uh, it's a pretty spot on parallel. So, first of all, uh, if you're at the beach, you're at the, uh, you know, you're at the shoreline, you're there, you're, you're looking for shells, you're swimming in the shallows or whatever. If it's a windy day, those waves, depending on uh, the frequency, depending on the size of the wave, etc., they're going to knock you down. I mean, they're going to make you stumble, okay? They're going to make you fall forward, they're going to... They're going to put you on your butt or maybe roll you a little bit. 
And, uh, you know, it's, it's very difficult to, to stay in the same place when you keep getting hit after, with wave after wave after wave. And so the lesson there, whatever is meant to knock you down will knock you down. What we don't know is, is the severity of the fall. We don't know how hard you're going to fall until you fall. We don't know the severity of that wave until it hits us. We don't know what's going to happen until we get just walloped by the wave or the waves. You know, they may come more than one pretty quick. But something that you can maybe try to do to keep yourself grounded while you're getting crashed with waves. Now, I'm not talking like the 25-foot waves, you know, tsunami-type waves, you know, huge surfable waves. I'm talking like boogie board waves, common common waves breaking on the shore, okay? Nice day, regular day. Obviously, there are extenuating circumstances. This, these were regular days. But to keep yourself relatively balanced, relatively still, when the waves are crashing is you know you can like every time the water comes up onto your feet your your foot goes deeper and deeper into the sand and that's just kind of how you know the water's just rearranging the sand the sand uh, the the ocean floor never looks the same from one day to the next so they say because the sand keeps changing everything keeps changing well if you put your feet in the sand eventually you'll get your foot will get buried in the sand well if you're grounded firmly, no matter what life throws at you, you won't be moved. Okay, now you all heard like the wise man built his house on the rock and uh, the foolish man built his house upon the sand. Yeah, we're not talking about building houses. We're just talking about you personally in your life. If you are grounded and get deeper and deeper and deeper into the sand at the shoreline, those waves, they might kind of knock you around a little bit, but they will not knock you over. They will not make you fall because you will be grounded firmly. But on the opposite side of that, it's easy to get stuck if you do nothing to change where you're at. So, I mean, think about how many people in this life just don't, like where they're at. They don't like the job they're in or they, you know, their family situation, their home situation has just been in turmoil, right? Uh, if they do nothing to change that situation or to try to be the catalyst for change, then they're going to be stuck and just doing the same rote activities over and over and over till it becomes mindless. And it's so easy to get stuck if you do nothing to change where you're at again if your feet if your feet is they're they're in the sand and the water keeps coming up you'll keep getting buried and buried further and further and further down into that sand of course that sand also gets wetter and easier for your foot the pressure of your foot to push down further and further into the sand it's just really easy to get stuck if you do nothing to change where you're at Think about this. Think about this. You're walking on the beach, okay? Whenever you take a step on the beach, it leaves a mark. It's very, very easy to see where you've been. But when you look ahead, 
There are no footprints. Now, obviously, I'm saying you're the only one on the beach ever, okay? But you're walking, there's footprints in the sand that show you where you've been. But when you look ahead, there are no more footprints, which tells you your past does not determine your future. Where you've been does not indicate where you're going. It could potentially give a bit of a a potential foreshadowing of where you could be going, okay? But you have the choice to go any direction. Your footprints from the past do not dictate where you go in the future. When you look back over your past, those of you, again, beach bums, I'm talking to y'all. Anybody that's been to the beach, loves going to the beach, sees what happens at the beach. When you look back over your past, your perspective continues to change to the point that it no longer looks like you were ever there. As you're walking along the shoreline, your footprints, they get left. The further you get, or the closer you get, excuse me, to the water, the deeper those footprints are. However, as you look back, that water has washed up onto the shore, and it covers those footprints. Those footprints change in shape, in depth. Ultimately, it doesn't really matter where you've been. It continues to change to the point where it looks like you've never been there. When you look back over your life, how much differently have you lived here in the recent years than you did at the beginning of your life, okay, or the uh, the formative years of your life, or the the crazy, you know, early 20s of your life, or whatever, depending on how old you are, that perspective continues to change, and then how many of you, how many of you ever, you know, look back and you're like, I can't believe that I did that, or I would never do that again. Or anything like that. You look back over your life, your perspective continues to change to the point that it no longer looks like you were ever there. Next, we're going back to the waves. Back to the waves. The waves are continuous. The waves don't stop. The only thing that changes with the waves is how high and how fast they are. Whether they hit you or don't hit you, whether they're small, whether they're white-capped or not, life will never stop sending adversity your way. Just like the waves on the shore will never stop crashing onto the shore. They just may, they may crash a little softer some days or may crash quite a bit harder on other days. But nevertheless, adversity is adversity. Whether the challenge you can get over in 10 seconds or you have, it takes you 10 years to get over, life will never stop sending adversity your way. Next, the situation you find yourself in is never clear, regardless of how it may look on the surface. How many times can you look from a distance, you look at the water, it looks so clear, it looks perfect, it looks like, maybe it looks like glass, it looks completely transparent. The closer you get, you start seeing all the stuff that's in the water, right? You're looking at uh, maybe debris from a hurricane that's washed down shore from wherever that hurricane may have been. You're looking at driftwood, you're looking at algae, you're looking at jellyfish, you're looking at any of those things that get washed up. Uh, maybe some 
maybe some of those uh, maritime fishermen, you know, those big big guys that are going out in the in the deeps trying to find some some stuff fishing with uh, big old fish as their bait. Right? What happens if they uh, you know, maybe they lose their bait, dump the bucket, whatever. Uh, you might have a dead fish roll up onto shore. Okay, there's all kinds of stuff in whichever situation you're looking at. There's all kinds of stuff that make the situation murky the more finely you look at that situation. The closer you are, the more you're going to see is something that makes the situation cloudy, something that makes the situation difficult, uh, hard to stand, hard to stomach, uh, potentially maybe you don't even want to be there. But from a distance, looking at it, it looks beautiful, it looks clear, it looks perfect. It's the whole idea like the grass is greener on the other side, right? You, you, you're you on one side of the fence, the grass is dead, whatever, you know, the rain hasn't, hasn't watered it or, or you haven't watered it, you haven't properly manicured it. You look over the fence and then you see some green grass and you think, oh man, if I could just have that lawn. Well, what happens whenever you get over to that lawn and it's weed-ridden or there's just patches of green so you only saw the part closest to you but on the backside, you know, no grass at all, not even dead grass. It's just just dirt, mud, rocks, you know, difficult terrain, right? The grass is greener on the other side. When you're looking at a situation from afar, when you're looking at a situation from a distance, Everything looks clear. Oh, man, if I could just, you know, have a million dollars, if I could just drive that car, if I could just be that person. And then the closer you look at it, the more you examine, the more you see it's not all it's cracked up to be. It's not as clear. It's not as pretty as it may have appeared at first. For those of you that go into the water, you know, some of you guys don't like sharks. Guilty. I'm one of them. Every time I was there, I was hoping a shark didn't just roll up beside me. And it never did, so it's just good. But uh, for those of you that get into the water, uh, you know, you're just sitting there, you're treading water, you're just kind of wading through the water. And, you know, the longer you wade through life, the more blemishes you're going to have to wash away. Okay, this kind of goes with that situation as clear from a distance until you get up close. Well, that water is the situation we're talking about. Uh, this, this type of thing is where, you know, you go in, you think it's clear and then you come out, you got a shower and then you're basically carrying whatever, whatever source of algae started to fill up the water. You're basically carrying the entire source in your shorts. Okay. And you have to wash it all away whenever you get into the shower. It's pretty gross when you, you know, if you really think about it from a standpoint of what is there, how much, you know, what am I taking with me? Uh, but you know, anything that's in the water, it's going to float up against you. It might get in your pocket. If you have those type of swim trunks, you know, it could get, you know, inside of the swim trunks, depending on how loose they are or anything like that. And now you're talking about dealing with, uh, cleaning all parts of your body or whatever from all these things that were floating around you that you didn't see were there initially. Uh, you know, other parts of, of water life, beach life, you know, there's a whole lot of uh, people that like to collect shells, seashells, or maybe sell them 
or stuff like that, make different DIY crafts. Well, whenever you go into the water, obviously you have to look either you either have to look from above the water down through it, or you have to somehow find a way to look under the water, right? And and try to be clear. Whenever that water is washing up on the shore, it's bringing sand with you, so it's going to distort your vision a little bit. Maybe maybe cover up something that you think you see. However, when you're looking for shells, okay, when you're looking for things in the water, uh, there's a lot of times where some objects may be more appealing at first glance than when you actually go ahead and grab it. Like, you know, objects may be may seem closer than they appear or whatever may be closer than they seem. Whatever you see in those rearview mirrors, those side mirrors of your car. Uh, well, when you're looking down in for shells or fish or whatever, and you're looking in the water, let's say you got some goggles on, you might see a shell that you think is a good size, you know, souvenir style shell. Well, when you pick it up, it's barely, it barely fits, you know, in, in a, a th- one third of your hand or some, or maybe even more, maybe even less. It looked significantly more appealing than it actually is once you find it. And so, you know, things are amplified under the water. Things look way better whenever you have to look through something until you actually see what it is, right? Until you actually analyze it. Uh, In that same regard, it's easy to let others cloud your view of what really matters. I mean, you're on the beach. If you're on a popular beach in any way, you're you're around people. Well, in life, you're going to be around people unless you are just some kind of recluse staying at your house all day, agoraphobe, right? Not trying to do anything, go anywhere, see anybody. Unless you're that type of person, you're going to be surrounded by people your entire life. Well, it's really, really easy to let others cloud your view of what really matters. You're going to have Instagram models over there trying to take pictures and and pose for this camera acting like this is what they look like all day long on the beach you're gonna have people that aren't wearing enough clothes because they think there's nothing wrong with showing every single thing that they got when there's clearly clearly a problem and they aren't covering it up uh you're, you're gonna see kids all day you're, you're gonna see old people young people uh, men, women, you're going to see all types and ranges of people. People that are going to get annoyed by you if you make certain sounds or you do certain things. Like I was out there, I was singing, putting some music on the Bluetooth. I was singing, and this old lady, she like stared me down the entire time I was there. Uh, hello, I'm on vacation. You're welcome for the free concert. Okay, you don't have to. You don't have to be angry about it. I did not charge admission. I know I may not sing that great, but I'm on vacation and I'm out there on the beach. So people are going to do whatever they want to do around you. You have no control over that. The control you have is will you let it cloud your view of what is really there, of what really matters. I I mean, this lady allowed me to cloud what really mattered for her day. Her day was to go out, sit on the beach, relax, watch the waves, whatever. And she allowed me to annoy her to the point where she left significantly early on the first day than she did on the 
subsequent days that, that I was there. Uh, but it's really easy to let others cloud your view of what really matters. Uh, this one here, I'm going to preface this story, this uh, this lesson I learned here with a story. I saw a dad. Uh, well, I saw a kid. Okay, I saw a kid get on a uh, in one of these giant inflatable ducks. Okay, and there was a couple of them out there. There was a duck and there was a unicorn, and these kids were just getting on it, trying to get out past the waves, float in the water for a little while, and then you know, kind of paddle their way back in. Well, so. Uh, there were some teenage kids that successfully got on the unicorn, and then the next day there was this kid who was probably in his, you know, 10, 11, preteen age, and they had a gigantic inflatable duck. Well, he got on this duck, and he's getting on it right where the right where the waves are crashing into the beach, and so, you know, he's not successful on his own. He's getting tossed off of it a little bit. He's getting frustrated. Well, dad comes out, and Dad, like, you know, holds the duck still. Great job, Dad. He holds the duck still, tells the kid to get on the duck, like, around the neck, you know, and kind of hold on to the sides or whatever to kind of balance it. And so what Dad does is Dad in, uh, immediately ensues in the backing of the duck up into the water. Well, whenever you're going backwards into breaking waves, you can't see which waves are big and which waves are small. You can't see what's about to knock you over and what's, you know, what's just going to pass by. Well, so this big old wave comes on and I'm watching this whole thing and this guy does not see it. He, he bites the dust. Let's go of the duck. The duck flips. The kid just face plants into the sand right where the water is washing up onto the sand, and that is not a good feeling. It's happened to me at least once before. Whenever I, I mean, I didn't crash at that height, but I was already down there, and I kind of face-planted a little bit. But this kid, this kid topples over the duck, face-plants into the sand, and gets up holding his eyes, screaming, Help me! Help me! Help me! The dad feeling like absolute garbage because he had no idea what he was doing. And he basically scarred this kid for life. I didn't. I did not see him. This happened on day two of like six days at the beach. I did not see this kid get anywhere close to the water for the last four days of the trip. But this guy, this dad, felt so bad. He ran up to him, you know, cradled him or whatever. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Uh, trying to console him in some way. But the lesson you have to learn is that. Uh, just because you're a dad doesn't mean you know how to handle everything life throws your way. Okay, you might need help. Swallow your pride a little bit and go ask for some help. Or, you know what, maybe do it yourself before you throw your 10-year-old kid out there and just say, yeah, this is how you do it. Why don't you maybe get a little experience before you just throw your child in harm's way? Another lesson and you know what? This lesson is probably more about self-preservation. I was watching this mom and her daughter out in the boat. They had this inflatable-type raft boat or whatever. They get out past some breaking waves. They start going over before some of these waves crest, you know. Fairly impressive. You know, they got out probably 50 yards from the, from the, from the uh, beach. Well, what happens in the water... For those of you that are unaware, the the current will take you 
down the beach, one direction or the other, wherever the current is, unless you're paddling against the current, the current will just let you drift. Well, what also happens is because the waves are coming to the beach, the current not only takes you laterally, the waves bring you in. Well, the waves were bringing this mom and daughter in, as well as the current taking them up maybe 200 yards down the beach. Well, so I'm watching, and I see this big old wave, and it's about to crest. Well, all of a sudden, you just see mom bail. And then this boat tops over, and this 10, 11-year-old daughter just goes with it. Just see you later. Mom says, I'm out. You got to fend for yourself. I thought that was the the most uh, the, the truest act of self-preservation anybody could have possibly witnessed on the beach. But, but here's the lesson. If you are with your child in a boat and it's about to capsize, save yourself. Make sure you go headfirst into the water, do a swan dive off of the boat, and allow the boat to capsize daughter inside. Apparently, that is the the proper method of of evacuating the boat. Now, I attribute it to like uh, you know, if the cabin depressurizes in a plane, you're supposed to put your mask on first, and then you can put the mask on for the child so they can breathe, and you breathe first, and then they can breathe, etc. Uh, clearly, uh, if you're in a boat raft that's about to capsize, you are to save yourself. So then you can there swim and get your daughter hoping she didn't drown by the time uh, you know she comes up from the uh, from the capsized boat. That's clearly the the lesson I saw there. Uh, life is only going to help burn you unless you do something to guard yourself. Uh, if you're looking out here, I'm 36, 37, and uh, if you're looking at life, there are there are more things out there that are meant to hurt or or put you down a peg or whatever. So in this case, life is going to burn you, just like the sun would burn you on the beach unless you did something about it, unless you analyzed the situation, took the proper precautions. Made, uh, got the directions, whatever. You took the precautions, you did something about it to prevent yourself from getting burned. Uh, I mean, this is just, this is just good common sense, this next one. I mean, the early bird gets the shortest walk from the room to the beach. Like, if you have direct beach access from where you're staying, um, you are probably gonna have to walk a ways unless you get onto the beach before everybody else. So, I would say, uh, you know, make sure that if you want to be on the beach, if you want to have a decent spot, you do everything you can to, to be there and be there first. Then you get the shortest walk from your room to the beach. It's just good common sense. Next, life will change, uh, excuse me, life will continue to bring you back to where you started unless you are determined to get somewhere else. So, 
this goes back to the waves. This goes back to current and waves. The waves will continuously bring you back to shore unless you are adamantly doing something against that that pull of those waves. You have to be paddling or pushing. Like if it's still, if you can still stand and uh, and find your way out towards the water, you can push whatever you're doing. You can walk, push your boat, whatever, to get you as far as you possibly can. Obviously, you will be breaking through the waves, going against the grain, but you are actively doing something to not just drift back to where you once started. Uh, this probably goes along the lines of, of I'm, a, I'm a big dude. I weigh somewhere in the ballpark of 265 pounds, six six foot, between six and six one, I guess, depending on the type of shoes I'm wearing or the type of hat I'm wearing. Uh, but if you get an inflatable boat, because if everybody has an inflatable boat at the beach, you go get an inflatable boat so you can fit in, right? It looks like a blast. But just know that if there's waves crashing all around you, it is not easy to get in that inflatable boat. Okay, now here, if, if there are things going around you and you are determined, if you want something to happen, you want something to go your way, you want to, I don't know, you want to go to a baseball game, you want to plan a trip, you want to save money, but there are all these waves crashing around you, there are all these adverse things crashing around you, it is very, very difficult to get in that inflatable boat, whatever that inflatable boat is. The saving of the money, the going on the trip, or whatever. <clears throat> the other thing is that when you struggle to get into that boat, other people that are around you may not have that struggle. Other people may make it look like life is easier to handle, but in reality, their struggles are something that you either have no interest in doing or something that you personally don't struggle with yourself so don't look at somebody else and see oh man this this has got to be so easy look at them it's so simple they can do it why can't i do it well it's not how life works life isn't going to just allow you to see somebody do something and then like by osmosis you're now able to do it it takes effort, it takes practice, it takes diligence. However, you're going to do is going to be predetermined by what you've attempted up to that point. If you've never done it first time, uh, you might have beginner's luck, but it's called beginner's luck for a reason. It's because most times when people start something new, they're not as good as they want to be, or it doesn't come out as good as they want it to be. The other thing is, like, if you're on the beach and you see people trying to build sandcastles, some of them are pretty humorous, right? They just, they, they pile up a bunch of sand. Uh, they try to get those little sandcastle toys, you know, and uh, help shape walls and everything. But if you're really, really wanting to build a castle worth looking at, you got to first bring a shovel, you must also do your best to protect it from what life's going to throw at it. In this case, life is the water, right? I told you the sand, the, the sea floor, wherever there is sand and water 
combined that's going to look different on a minute-to-minute, hour-by-hour basis. So when that water comes up inevitably, high tide or whatever, what you have to do, if you're building that sandcastle, you have to do your best to protect it. So, I mean, we're talking building a moat to where some of that water just kind of goes in and avoids hitting the castle. We're talking about building a wall up around the castle. We're talking about doing whatever it takes to protect the castle that you want to build. Now, here the castle can be whatever you want it to be. Again, it can be the inflatable boat that we talked about just a second ago. You know, you're saving for a trip. You're you're saving because uh, you uh, you know you you have these big plans. You know, you want a bigger house. You want uh, you want to be able to go do something with your friends. Depending on how old you are, that's a little higher on the list for most younger people. Uh, there's a whole lot of things. Whatever the inflatable boat is, whatever the castle is that you want to build, you got to bring the shovel. You got to be the one putting in the work. You got to be the one protecting that castle, because otherwise life's just gonna make it come crashing down. Here, whenever you're going out into the water, this is the uh, this is the type of lesson where I learn, you know, the more you risk, the further you're gonna go in life. The more likely you'll bring something uh, worth having. Okay. Uh, the further you go out into the water, if, let's just talk about fishing. The further you go out into the water, the bigger the fish you're going to find. Okay, The further you go out in the water, the big, bigger seashells you're going to find. Uh, the more you risk or the further you go in life, the more likely you'll be able to bring something home that's worthwhile. On the, on the, on the flip side of that... The more fear you bring with you, the more you're going to have regrets for what you missed out on. The more fear you go out there, what could happen so that prevents me from even wanting to go any further? I don't want this to happen. I talked about sharks being out in the water. Uh, Yeah, I'm not going to lie. The first couple of days going further and further out into the water, the potential of sharks being in the water, regardless of how big a shark they are, I don't care. Uh... That prevented me from getting further and further out in the water. But as you go, that fear kind of subsides. It is, it's either going to happen or it's not. you got to kind of come to grips with that type of thing. But, uh, you know, those first couple of days, my regrets were, man, I wish I could have gone out a little further. I wish I would have been able to get to that sandbar or whatever. Other things is, listen, you, you're at the beach, okay? you got to have a, a healthy respect for the water. you got to have a healthy respect for the... Uh, the marine life that's around you, you got to have a healthy respect. However, at the same time, you have to know your own limits. If you're tired, rest. If you're burnt, treat it. If you're drowning, come up for air. Okay? Uh, life is going to cause you to get tired. Life is going to burn you. Life is going to cause you to feel like you're drowning or overwhelmed. Uh Take a measure or two to counteract that. Take something to address that type of issue. Know your limits. Uh, When you finally get in that boat, when you finally get in that inflatable boat, or when you finally build that castle that's worth looking at, uh, here the lesson is, is kind of along the lines of being in a boat, but once you set sail... 
small decisions can have a huge impact on where you end up. Uh, just talk, think about the paddle for a second. Um, if all you do is just slightly paddle on the right side, you're going to turn left. Well, are you turning against the current, with the current? What are you doing? But that small paddle to the right turns your boat to the left. If you do a little back paddle on the right side, you're going to turn to the right. Well, where are you going? Small decisions can have a huge impact on where you end up. Also, once you set sail, life is no longer just about the water as the only adversity you'll face. Now you have wind. Now you have elements. Again, we talked about the bigger fish in the sea. Uh, there are bigger obstacles the further you get out. But once you set sail, you're not going to set sail on the shore. You're going to get past the waves broken or breaking. You're going to get past the first 50, 60 yards of, 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 of water where you basically can still touch. But once you set sail, life is no longer about water as being the only adversity you'll face. But when you're there... All, when you're there at the beginning, before you set sail, it only feels like the water, but that water has created several other things. Your current, the wind, and the water always affect you, but at the beginning, it just feels like the water. The other thing is, is that in order to set sail, you first got to get in the boat. Well, sometimes getting in the boat seems like the most difficult but you'll realize once you decide to set sail, getting in the boat is actually the easiest thing you'll ever do. Getting in the boat is actually the easiest once you decide to set sail. Something else, I mean, just, just kind of looking at, at some of these things. The beach was great, guys. Uh, I, rec I highly recommend that you go... Uh, to the basically panhandle area of Florida. You have Pensacola Beach, uh, Navarre, Fort Walton, Destin, and then you kind of keep going down, um, down towards, uh, you know, the tip of, I forget, what's my, I guess Miami is super south Florida, but you have Panama City and you have other, other beaches. Those beaches there in the Gulf of Mexico are very, very nice, very clean, largely clean. There's not a lot of trash. Uh, the beach is very white sand, and uh, and I highly recommend you get out there. Uh, I also highly recommend that whenever you do get out there, you kind of do some some self reflection. This is the reason why I have these these lessons quote uh, that I call them uh, lessons from the beach. Um, it's also why I recorded my my thoughts while I was sitting out there on the beach. They had nothing. My thoughts had nothing to do with the beach. They had to do with just things that that kind of came into my mind on a clear day, sitting, watching. Uh, everybody generally was quiet. People were walking or running up and down the beach, but there was no kids because it was early. It was like 6 a.m., sunrise on the beach. And all you're doing is watching watching the waves crash. And the only thing, I mean, unless you're going to get out in the water and be super active at 6 a.m., like the only real thing I can imagine doing is sitting out there in awe of how awesome and how majestic the scene is. And so it causes you to be, just to, to be, 
insightful or it causes you to be thoughtful or introspective, whatever the words are that, that you want to use, but it causes you to be, to think. But here, a couple more, just two more that I, I found or that I, I felt like were good lessons that I learned while I was on the beach, using the beach or the water or both as a metaphor. What seems like something that will get you closer to where you need to be will actually drag you further and further away, okay? Uh, a lot of times you'll see the waves crashing. A lot of times they're crashing on an angle. So if you're out there 50 yards and you think those waves are going to take you back home, back to where you started, they're actually going to carry you significantly further. Think about, think about the people that you surround yourself with, right? If they have something that they want to do, regardless of whether it's good or bad, uh, if it diverts from what you think you should be doing, the people that you have around you in life are going to continuously drag you further and further away from where you feel like you should be. That's why the importance of, of finding friends, finding good friends, right? Uh, you you know the, uh, the old adage, evil companions corrupt good morals. Well, on the flip side... Uh, good companions enhance good morals, or maybe good companions uh, divert from evil morals, right? You're going to have whoever you hang around with is going to rub off on you, and you're going to rub off on them as well. Uh, and lastly, if there's a man in all black just kind of parousing the beach, he's out there in all leather, maybe an overcoat, not beach appropriate. Why don't you just think about taking a break from the beach? Self-preservation, guys. Uh, you know, you don't really know anybody's intentions when you're out there. You don't know what they're going to do and what type of impact it's going to have on you. You have no control over anything that happens outside of what you do for yourself or what you do to others. But if you see others out there and they look relatively suspicious, take a break. Maybe if you see something, say something, but then take a break. Maybe go inside of your, your room. Maybe go out to, to eat. But escape the beach for a little while if there's a suspicious-looking character out there on the beach. That's just, to me, that's just good advice. That's just good self-preservation advice. But again... I highly encourage you guys go out there uh, a day, two days. If you live nearby, make it a regular weekend type of thing. Uh, if you live in a place where it's cold, it's nice, it's warm. The temperature was never more than 80, 85 degrees or so, something like that. I'm not saying it's not like it, it's it's always that, but this last week it was. Uh, go out, go to the beach Find a new scene, okay? Now, again, it doesn't have to be the beach. If you live near a beach, go to the mountains, go to the lake, go uh, go to the city. Find yourself a new perspective and see what you can do to look at, a, at life in a different way. Guys, I appreciate you listening along for as long as you did. I am the Average Joe Boo. We'll be coming at you next week with a new episode. Jay Bird should be in town. Hopefully, stay tuned for that. Until next time, make sure you keep it clean. Things you think you don't care about just got overflowed. 
Joe, Boo, and Jay Bird are now off the microphone. That's something we really did care about. Yeah, we do, yeah, we do. That's something we really did care about. Average Joe's Media Podcast, T-Y-T-Y-D-C-A. Average Joe's Media Podcast, T-Y-T-Y-D-C-A.